What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. But I do a lot I'ma make a toast Cause we still alive No big I feel like Pac I shoot a shot I'm coming in hot Hey, how y'all doing? This is Ray here with MTNV Sports. Geek today to be joined by the entire squad. Well, almost everybody's here today, right? We're just missing a few people. You see Westside's already in full quarantine mode over here. It's time to rock, y'all. How y'all feeling today? Feeling good. Good. Awesome, feeling awesome. good, feeling great. Feeling hey, great, all right. feeling good. How about I'm you? Right. I'm doing well, man. I'm ready to hop into um this this talk, man. There's so much stuff that happened this weekend. This may be one of the last weekends where we get this full immersion into like a sporting event, right? Um, the NFL draft just took place. It was a phenomenal draft. Um, the way they went about doing most of the stuff was cool. I didn't like the way they kept saying, you know, um, you know, this person was drafted, his brother was, you know, beat up by six gorillas. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Bruh. I didn't, I, I, I didn't I, I, like can that. Can I get into that later? Go ahead. Yeah. You, you we we got to get into that, man. We have to kind of pick out a team that did the best in your opinion. Like one team that did the absolute best in your opinion. We'll start off with the voice here. Which team did the absolute best in your opinion? Go for it. Um, Come on, voice. Come on, voice. Tell, I tell am who did thoroughly best. unprepared to speak about who did the best in my opinion, outside of being uh, being extremely biased and, and talking about my Broncos, because, I mean, they did the thing. You wouldn't be wrong. They, they did the thing, you know. So I, I really can't talk about any other team and, and how well they did or did not do. But, you know, we got Judy. Then we got um, – see, I told you, I'm not, I, I'm not even prepared to talk about my own team. Will, who do we get? How about you got, that? got Judy, uh, KJ Hamler. Y'all got Albert O. I was like, when y'all got right. O, I was a little salty. I was a little salty. <clears throat> I did pretty good, man. Yeah, if I, if I'm looking at the if I'm looking at your team, man, your team did extremely well, bro. Um, I you know expect- I, I'll say this: the uh, uh, Conrad's team didn't do too poorly uh, either this year. It's like the first time in like thirty years. No, more than that. <laughs> Uh, in about forty years that they yeah, um, drafted this well. When when did Marino all, get drafted? All glory to God! All <laughs> glory to God! I just want to praise God for that one. That's that's all. Him They'll find me. a way to mess it up, but they, I they, felt they, like they could have did better. To be honest with you, but yeah. I'll ride with it, right? If if you're looking at um, okay, um, so yeah, I think they I think they could have did better for the for the most part. I think <laughs> hey, they. <laughs> baby song, baby song. Um, but yeah, so you got um I thought I thought the Broncos did well. Lord Lord Kitchenberry, um the third, the center and the and the third round, I thought that was a good move for y'all. Um KJ Hamler was one of my favorite players in this draft. Like one of my favorite players. Now you talk about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and you got KJ Hamler in the slot, and then you got on top of that Melvin Gordon, Lindsay. Yeah. Man, that is a that's a Freeman, bevy of uh, talent. That's a bevy of talent. Yeah, right, right. If right. you look at what's going on around Drew Locke right now, 
throw up. I mean, if y'all get that defense together, y'all gonna be straight. But that well, offense, they, they added some defensive players too. That they did out of all this world. And we, so we picked up a couple yeah. cornerbacks in free agency. Um, then of course we have the dynamic duo uh, with Chubb and and Von Miller. You know, right, so right. yeah, it's, but losing Chris Harris, I think I think it's gonna count. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna matter to you later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, j- just like he stepped up. Um, you know, it's, it's next man up. Next man up. All right, cool. Jay Stevens, talk to me, man. Who who did the best for you in the draft? I'm kind of like the voice. Um, have to go with my own personal team, but it's all basically set upon uh, Chris Ballard and the team, and the, uh, he's kind of constructing right now. The Colts kind of had the Colts had a few issues going into the draft. I knew they had to address um the wide receiver position, some places on defense. As my light keeps trying to fall down, uh, defensive tackle. There's a few things there. Um, I did like the Michael Pittman Jr. draft pick in the, the very first pick. They did trade away. Um, I think they, they traded the second, the first second round pick they had. Uh, but Michael Pittman Jr. fills a need right away. The Colts wide receiver position was bad last year. Everybody, their mama got hurt. Didn't matter who it was, T.Y. Hilton or whoever was down there, they all got hurt. So Michael Pittman Jr. could come in right away, stay healthy, and he fits. You get Jonathan Taylor. Um, Wisconsin running backs, they have the track record of being great, being physical, and they get in, in college, but Jonathan Taylor can come in, not expected to start, but expected to be right behind Marlon Mack to kind of have that two-headed monster that, that he's looking for there. Jacob Eason in the fourth round, some say that was a bad draft pick, but I'd say it's a good draft pick, a guy that doesn't have to come in right away, be right behind a Phillip Rivers. You have Jacoby Brissett, who he can learn from as well, been in two different systems, so he can kind of understand and get the whole aspect of everything. But then don't forget, he traded away that 13th, that first, uh, the 13th overall draft pick in the first round to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner. So even though they didn't technically have that draft pick, they did get a guy to fill a need right there in that first round. So, so they didn't draft the 13th pick, but they, they already got a guy that's going to be there, not having a groom, already knows the NFL, and he knows how to play. And Chris Ballard, once again, continues to mold the Colts into what he wants them to be. Ryan Griggs in the previous GM, trash. He, was, he got, he got uh, really he embarrassed himself, and he really has a bad reputation in the NFL. But Chris Ballard coming in, continues to just knock things out the park. And those are just a few of the picks I could keep going on about more. But Chris Bowden and the Colts uh, doing a phenomenal job right now. I feel that. I feel that. All right. Yo, JT, talk to me, man. Who who had the best draft for you? Um, Well, my Patriots, we did not because we passed on like 18 quarterbacks, um, which I was very mad about. Like, What is the plan? I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. We, we had an opportunity to draft a quarterback. We – Oh, my God. I'm not going to talk about it. But the team I feel like had a pretty decent draft to me was the Falcons. Um, like, they really addressed a couple of needs that they really needed, which was the defense. They went and got A.J. Terrell, hometown kid from Atlanta, um, and then Marlon Davidson. Like, I think those two alone is going to have a real, real huge impact on the defense. I do expect A.J. to start off the bat, saying because, you know what I'm saying, who they got in the secondary. And Marlon Davidson, like, he played D.N. in college. But he has a D tackle uh, build, you know what I'm saying? So he can he can be used either way. And then there's a safety from uh, Carolina, I mean California. Uh, he was a I, I watched his highlights. He's a real ball hawk. So I think they did really good in draft. You know they needed some defensive help because the offensively they're they're solid. You know Julio, uh, Kevin Ridley, uh, so called a so called all all American all star running back in Tart Gurley, which you never know who you're gonna get. Um, so I think they were a pretty solid team after the draft. 
Okay, I can rock with that. Um, let me see. Talk to me, um, Will. How you feeling, brother? Who had the mm. best draft in your in your view? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like voice. It's hard to say who had the best draft because I don't know if I really paid attention to all the teams like that. More so, paid attention to um the teams in AFC West, and you know, gotta go with um you know Denver had a very good draft. Um, and it's just interesting to see not even just the AFC West, but you can see a lot of teams are kind of chasing the Chiefs and trying to like, um, but specifically more so the AFC West, seeing how many wide receivers that the Raiders took and the, the Broncos took. It's like, we got to we gotta do something to help keep up points offensively to keep pace with the Chiefs. But the thing is, it's like the common factor or, or is um, it's always going to come down to the quarterback, what because what those coaches don't factor in, you can have great receivers and, and a lot of talent at the receiver position, but if your quarterback can't make the throws, and, and that's the difference between Mahomes and the other quarterbacks, not even just in the division, but the league, he can make off-schedule throws and different throws and release points where he doesn't have to be set and he can get that throw off and be accurate with it. And so, because um, there was a there was a receiver the Chiefs drafted – well, not drafted, but he was undrafted. That's why I think the Chiefs really won um, in the undrafted free agency. They mm. got some – a lot of the top players that were undrafted that were left over, the top ones. And there was a receiver named Lipscomb, just a quick example. He went to Vanderbilt. Dude was balling. Times he'd be open. Quarterback was garbage. Underthrowing him. And, like, you could see the frustration in Lipscomb because his numbers really tailored off you know what I'm saying? Once Sherman was gone, he had better numbers when Kyle Sherman was there, who was a better quarterback. But he had a garbage quarterback this season. And you could tell he had the talent, but the quarterback makes a difference. So we'll see what it what it uh, comes down to, man. The, the the Saints had a good – they got my guy Zach Bond. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, okay, because that's who I was really kind of high on. I was, But I'm glad we got uh, Willie Gay Jr. So, Yo, shout out that's to – That's who I'm are you. That's a perfect transition, man. Shout out to Kanye Westside for introducing um, those listeners, right? For the people who were, were here for the mock draft, if you heard it, then what you heard was Kanye Westside bring up that Willie Gay Jr. would be somebody in the draft that people pay attention to. Now, I'll say this, right? Um, based on where they got him, I think there was a tremendous value. Talk to me, Conrad. Con- Con- who do you feel who had the best draft? Who I think. Yep, Conrad and froze up on me. Look, while he's while he's kind of coming in, I'll tell you guys who I thought had had some of the best drafts or who had the best draft. Go ahead, Conrad. Nope, looks like you were right. He gone. He gone. Mm. All right, cool. So I t- I can he tell gone. you who I think had um had the best draft. I want to talk about the Ravens. I thought the Ravens draft was phenomenal. Um, Patrick Queen, yeah, have a good draft. And Patrick Queen in the first round, you get J.K. Dobbins after that, Devin Duvernay, a burner, right, um, out of Texas, I thought he was a good good mix, um, Geno Stone, I thought was pretty a, a decent of a pick in the seventh round, um, you, but pairing J.K. Dobbins with Mark Ingram is, is going to be something nice, you feel what I'm saying, yes. I'm really looking forward to what that's going to look like, and Devin Duvernay, I know they need somebody outside of Hollywood Brown, man, like, they need somebody who can kind of step up into that role, and I think Devin Duvernay is going to do well. Um, I, I think y'all remember the wide receiver from um, from Washington. He, man, what's his name? Terry. Uh, call him Scary Terry. Do y'all remember? 
Hey, I know of is a uh, guy who used to play for the Celtics. Who? Uh, Rozier. Terry no, Rozier. no, 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 no. Um, man, I'm, I'm, his name will come to me later on. But I do know um, he was he was a pick later on in the draft um, that nobody really knew about until he started playing. And then he just kind of blew up, especially on the fantasy scene last season. But I think Devin Duvernay is somebody who you should really look out for. I was really shocked by the fact that Dallas got their hands on CeeDee Lamb. Yes, That's, yes. That, that was huge. That, that was huge. That changed. That changed. Like all of a sudden, and you saw it happening, right? Like you see him falling, and you're like, "No, no, no, God!" And you see the big smile on Jerry Jones's face, and I'm like, "Jesus, I don't want to see this." And so watching watching Ceedee Lamb go to Dallas, um, you pair him with Amari Cooper. That's gonna be a problem. Right, Michael Gallup actually started to kind of find his way last year. So now all you need is Dak to come into the fold, agree to something, right, and then they can kind of take off. Um, I think Trevon Diggs was a good move for them as well, right? Yeah. Um, um, but Taylor, um, B, I think it's Bayaz, a Bata. Um, I don't know how to say his last name, but he was he's a one of the top rated centers. Getting him as well to replace um the center that just kind of left for Dallas, I think that's a good look for them. And then, like you brought up, you brought up the Saints. I got to talk about them, right? Cesar Ruiz with the first, um, Zach Bond in the third, and Adam Troutman in the third, giving up the entire draft for like a, a Ricky Williams ode, right? Like a nod back to the Ricky Williams trade. They gave up every pick beyond day two um, for Adam Troutman. I thought that was a good – I thought that was cool because Adam Troutman, he was a number two or number one rated center, and I mean uh, rated tight end in a lot of people's eyes. And then you have Tommy Stevens, who's going to play that role of Taysom Hill, too. I know y'all ready for that. Y'all like Taysom Hill 1. You're going to love Taysom Hill 2. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Isn't that the guy you was trying to get rid of? Oh, Taysom? No, I'm never going to get rid of Taysom. What's up? But y'all finna sign James Winston too, though. So how this going to work? I love it. I thank you for that question, my brother. Um, So this is the way it'll work. It'll work, <laughs> <laughs> it'll work in the same way it worked last year when Teddy Bridgewater was here. Teddy Bridgewater was the immediate number two, right? So when Teddy Bridgewater played the number two role, um, when – Drew Brees got hurt. Teddy Bridgewater stepped in because Teddy Bridgewater was more like uh, Drew Brees and allowed Taysom to kind of stay in that role, in that, um, you know, gadget role or in that role where he's filling multiple positions at one time, right? Slash. It'll work very simple. Yeah, in the slash role. Let's let's do that because I, I feel like gadget is a little demeaning for what he's doing, especially now what he's getting paid for with the brand new contract. Two years, I think, $20-something million. Dollars. Million, yeah, yeah, $21 million, $16 million guaranteed. You looked at this dude, man, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Right. Um, but he's a Swiss Army knife. He does every single thing that we need. He'll stay in that role. Right. The thing was that they kind of set him up to be the next quarterback. They gave him a two year contract. If Drew leaves after this one, they'll probably make him the starter next year. If it's not Jameis or they're going to have a battle between those two. You feel what I'm saying? But so do you think they will sign Jameis to a longer deal after this year? Because it depends on what Jameis does while he's there. So if Jameis kills it, then they'll sign him. Um, but if, if Jameis doesn't kill it, then then no, they'll move on. But uh, I'm I can't make those type of jokes no more. I'm done if with those jokes. Don't get hurt, if you don't get hurt, how will they know what James is gonna do? You see him in practice, and that's 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 one of the things that I think. And, and um, voice did call time, so I'm gonna move on. Um, but yeah, you get a chance to see him in practice, and watching him in practice, um, you get a chance to see him up close. You get a chance to see him in preseason games, right? You get a chance to evaluate a first round talent up close. Okay. Right. Um, before we leave, I don't I don't want to um, voice. Are, are we good? Can I give Conrad a, a second here? What side? One thousand. Okay, what side? Talk talk to us about uh, what you saw in the draft, man. What 
What was the your favorite thing? Your favorite um draft class? My favorite draft class, uh I would say uh it had to go to the Jets because the Jets did something that I uh I'm I'm glad they did. They replaced a a, a dominant receiver in uh, Anderson. And um they got uh Denzel Mims, which uh which leads me into the worst uh people in the draft, which uh worst team to draft would be the Eagles. Eagles had Denzel Mills sitting right there to for the taking and I'm not uh yeah, Denzel Mims for the taking. It did not take him. Wind up getting uh Jalen Hurts. Now Jalen Hurts is a good talent. I like him, strong quarterback, somebody that you can rely on. Um at the same time, I mean I wouldn't have went with him that that high of a pick. I would have I would have gone with a Denzel. So you have two dominant receivers your first rounder and all that other stuff. So um, that's all I got. Uh, and up, and outside of that, I think that the people who were covering the draft were trash people. Um, they found any, any and every way to, to talk about people's past or, and, 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 or, or whatnot. Um, I don't know if you saw T Higgins when T Higgins got drafted to the Bengals, you see at the bottom, mom fought a 12, a 16 year, Heroin edition. Yeah, that was. I'm like, that that's too that much information, man. Yeah, too much. It's personal. Get out of here with this mess, man. Like we, you they know, did that a lot. Too. Yeah, and and everybody had a story, and I was just like, yo, okay, look, I like I like the fact that y'all like to do stop stories, but I think ESPN has took it to the point where they're trash people about it. And they look for any and everything to make sure we can plug the heartstrings of anybody, and um, you know, telling us, "Oh, stay inside," having having singers and songwriters come up, yo, let's get together through this, guys. Yeah, I'm like, look, man, I I don't care what they're doing. I just want to know what y'all are doing with draft. Talk about sports. Y'all are my outlet out. Yeah, I don't want to talk about nothing else. Well, I have to deal with the reality. So go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say the thing is, most most African Americans, most of us. You know, grew up in the hood, so everybody has some type of story or a family member that that struggled with something. When you grow up in the hood, or in a lot of them, we grew up in projects, and we don't, you know, what I'm saying we don't grow up having um, a lot of money per se. You know, what I'm saying, or you're doing okay, but you're not. We're not rich. You know, what I'm saying, and so, but just to put a lot of that information out there, that's just too much information. It's personal information. Everybody doesn't want people knowing that their moms are struggling with this. Um, allow them to, if they want to do a personal interview with them, and, and if they want to talk about that, allow them to do it in, in that in that frame. But to just put their business out there, like, yeah, and their mother, like, how is that news or some positive yeah. or you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Yeah, do do it. Mm-hmm. E60. Yeah. Distasteful. I wouldn't even do an E60 with ESPN at this point. I think ESPN is by far the worst. I mean, and look. I don't. I mean, at this point, I don't care if they call and say, "Hey, Conrad, get a, you want a job?" Or like, "Cool, y'all still trash. Y'all doing trash things. Y'all don't do this to people. Y'all really don't, because y'all literally try to come up off of somebody's story, and and y'all want people to cry so bad and 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 watch your dog on watch your dog on network so bad, bro. Stick to what you know how to do. Sports. I'm I'm done with doing anything else. Just tell me about basketball. If you're gonna do the throwbacks. Tell me about how you felt when, when you know, the Detroit Pistons beat the Lakers. Tell me how you feel when, when, when Boston beat the Lakers. Anybody beating the Lakers, 
just tell me how you feel. I don't want to hear about someone's tragic story because they're going through something. And 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 I don't. And I think I'm I think, sorry. I, I gotta gotta interrupt just a little bit. That kind of is ESPN's deal, though. All the thirty for thirties, the E sixties, and all that—they do a really good job. They do because we're about to talk thirty for thirties with E sixties. Get on my dog on nerds. I'm not saying anything. Thirty for thirties—they're golden. Wait, we are about because to talk about that. That that this whole last dance situation is really not about the basketball. It's about it's not, all the stuff that the went story. into. Yeah, yeah, it's about the story. So we're about but to really dive that's into a that. Completely different platform. I mean, that's different though. It's like you're doing a draft. Like, like right. Now, I, I, I agree. Two different sides of the, of the spectrum. So it, I think it, the ulterior motive it, to it me is. is probably an ulterior motive of oh look where they came from when they get these contracts they should be happy and just play ball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you <laughs> think? Oh, you think that's the underlying thing? I think that it could be something like that. Because Look, I was like, uh, what's name, Ken Law? Like, when they tried to ask him about his past, he said, no, nah, bro, change the subject. Like, every interview he had, he was like, no, nah, I ain't even talk about that because that's my past. I don't want to talk about what I've been through. I'm talking about what I'm about to go through now. And how ESPN was able to dig that information out, I don't know where they found it at. That's a little bit different, though, right? Like, for, for some people, it's a little bit different because they're diving into your past, like you did something, right? But I feel like sharing family information I think that's 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 probably far. That that felt it's far. A, a, yeah, that's, that's going to trash far. move. It's a trash like, did move. Did y'all see what he said on um did y'all see what he said? And let me let me ask y'all. So he said, I'm actually proud of my mom and, and her um of her um battling through that stuff. I'm proud of her and I don't mind if they share it. Based on what he said, how do y'all feel about that? I'm saying if, if he's okay with sharing it, then you know what I'm saying I have no means with it because he's openly saying, Okay, y'all can share my story. But if they don't get consent from everybody else, how do we how do we know they got consent from everybody else saying, you know, y'all can tell my story? We don't. You know, well, I, I think we'll, that was we'll after find fact. out real quick when the uh when they lawyer up. Cause I, I guarantee you there's not a drop of information that they're sharing that they have not received from the family and or receive permission uh, to do with these new, uh, newly minted millionaires coming in with all their handlers and stuff, just looking for an opportunity to make money. Well, see, here's the thing. Do they ever really need permission to talk about stuff that's public information? Um, and you know what I mean? True. Because a that's, lot of that stuff, true. a lot of stuff that people go through or have went through is, is public information for everybody. It's not necessarily public information. Maybe people in the neighborhood may know, but not everybody knows. Like no, no people. You know, yeah, like people my know. Mother, if my mother struggled with with a, out with an addiction or something like that, that's personal. No, you I don't. Know? I don't know if I don't know if that information from T Higgins is information that he held and didn't tell. You feel what I'm saying? I don't think they found that out on the street from like you know Pookie. He I think, found that out for Dabble. That's a Dabble thing. That's not. That's not. That's not a him thing. You, you think, you think like, Dabble? Okay, I see you. I see you. I see you. Uh, I'm gonna just say this from T Higgins. Here's what he said on Twitter. I'm proud of my mom for turning her life around for me and my sister. I have no problem with them showing the world that my mom is a true fighter. And that's, that's kind of where he came from um, with that on Twitter. Um, now, let, hold on, wait, I got to move on. Um, but we can come back to this uh, later on. Um, but I got to ask this question, y'all. What was the most, and we'll just kind of wrap up with the draft here. What was the most surprising pick in the draft? Well, you saw something happen and you're like, that's crazy. The most surprising thing that happened in the draft. Can you raise and actually, your hand? Actually, JT will go with you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, since Benora's on the line now, you know, she was heated by that first pick by the Giants. She, that was the funny, what Benora was 
I was at first, but it took some time for me to it's to grow on me. I'm better now. Andrew Thomas is a be, is a good pick. I was just so talking funny. trash for months about Isaiah Simmons, so it was just a thing. But I'm good now. <laughs> Thank you. But the the pick that shocked me, you said uh, the shocked you the most, or mm -hmm. yeah, the one that shocked you the most. Um, every pick the New England Patriots picked shocked me. <laughs> every single pick. Okay, so our first round pick, we drafted a safety from a D two school. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a Division two school. That's a, that's a Bill Belichick move right there. It is. Jerry Rice was it round is. one D two as well, though. You're right, but Jerry Rice, we knew about. They knew about Jerry Rice's skill set. This man wasn't even at the combine. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you he was at the combine. He was I don't know. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Yo, the JT. I don't know is the the coolest thing ever, yo. <laughs> my dude be like, "What are they doing?" I don't know. This <laughs> <laughs> guy. <laughs> like, every, like we passed up on so many opportunities, bro. Like, the, okay, so JT, did y'all did you want Jordan Love? No, I, mind. Actually, I actually, honestly, I really wanted either Jacob Eason or Jake Fromm. Okay, really? yeah, yeah, because look, everybody when we did our mock draft, people thought that was me saying that um, we was gonna select either Jacob Easton or, or, or Jake Fromm, right? But that yeah. pick actually came from you, and I just voiced it for you, yeah, right? Being because I feel like their skill set fits uh, a Patriots organization, they fit our offensive style of play. Jordan, they Love, know how to cheat real well, and hey, we don't cheat, we just win games. Um, uh, we beat y'all anyway. Um, <laughs> We beat uh, y'all too. Huh? We beat y'all too. Omaha. My dude said hi. My dude said hi like he don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't. We don't pay Manny. Anyway, Who? we own pay Manny and the Broncos. Anyway, mm, um, okay. it's like we, Jacob Eason or Jordan, uh, Jake Fromm would have fit us because they are game managers. Jacob, Jacob Eason got a, a strong arm, um, but he don't really read the field that well. That's something that they could have, you know, developed. You want a game manager? Hey, I want a game manager, bro. Easton no. was by far the worst prospect in this whole entire draft. No, I think you're wilding, Connie. No, Conrad, I, th I think I think you're wilding out, no, to be honest you're, with you. You're, you're, you know, you straight, you straight, you can think I'm wilding, but no, I'm I watched the film. I watched the film. I watched the film. He's in the top five in this draft to me. Look, that, that arm talent is ridiculous. That's all I'm gonna say. Like when you look at some of ridiculous about him, but yeah. What about the arm talent? Bro, the arm talent. No, have you seen him throw deep balls? Have you seen him play? Okay, wide open receivers. You see them. You seen him overthrow dog receivers. You seen him do that? No, no, short because he can't. Because he can't. I can't. He can't control his ball throwing skills. I'm just saying, like he's just Drew Brees does that all the time. No, no, he does not. Stop that. That's blasphemy. Um, so let's um let's move on. All right, can, but can I can I say that the uh, the spicy pick that I went with last week with the no the week before last with with going with Jordan Love going in the first round? I like I that. I didn't know it was yeah. gonna be this spicy. I didn't know I didn't know it was gonna be this spicy with with the Packers. I didn't know it was gonna be that spicy. See, I went spicy, but they went spicy. 
No, actually, I think you went more spicy. Um, really? Than they did. Yes, that's yes. too much spice. No, no, that's too much. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. You look at you, look at the situation, right? You look at Aaron Rodgers, who who's, who's old enough to where you can think about replacing him, right? Like he's yeah, old he's enough. Far now. Yeah, he you can no, think about replacing him. Plus, he's been injured a lot, so Aaron Rodgers doesn't always. It's not guaranteed he's gonna make it through a full season, right? Yeah, that's three months sauce. No, nah, no, nah, I think look, we saw Brent Hundley. Like we saw his backup play. We saw that before. So and we saw that there's got a lot of talent behind him. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's fully unexpected. I thought what you said was like like a lot of sauce, right? Because we you talking <sighs> about a man, you talking about um Jimmy Garoppolo who just led his team to the Super Bowl and then him getting replaced by, you know, uh like you said, D two individual. He's not D two, but still he's somebody who's not not on a on the same level as like a tour or Because he's not part um, of the power five. Yes, because he's not part of the Power Five. I question the he's people still, he's playing he's still against, D1. and I'm he's questioning still D1. his and I'm questioning his productivity last year. Look at his productivity. Now he did lose a bunch of weapons, but still he made a lot of mental mistakes. So the arm talent is there, but I still but question lot, him. A lot, lot of stuff was him trying to make up. It, it wasn't more so because he was just doing stuff to just do stuff. He was trying to make up some stuff that he because he he, had, he definitely had threw threw him in a hole, but he actually he wound up throwing people wide open because the receivers weren't on the, on the routes. But I mean that's that's all I got on that one. All right, cool. Jay Stevens, talk to me, man. What was the what was the craziest thing you saw? He just took it. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. He took both of mine. The ESPN, the trash they did with uh talking about everybody's uh bad habits and things of that things of their past. I'm gonna talk about that again, partly because that's their day. Like we all have our day with something. We get something, our birthday or um big some people may get married. That's our day. We want things to go a certain way, all the bad things, bad relationships, things like that. We don't want that, to, that stuff to be talked about. And if someone comes in that's an outsider that's just running their mouth, all of a sudden they're messing things up. And ESPN, it seems like every single time they're bringing up bad things. And it was like, and, and Westside said it perfectly. This was our getaway. And this is part of the reason why the draft was at 55 million view- viewers over the three-day span. I mean, everybody watched it. And in the midst of us trying to escape from the virus, escape from all that kind of stuff, all the nonsense throughout the day, we got to turn this on and hear about somebody's drug addiction that they've overcome, hear about somebody's issues that they've had. We don't need that. So he, he kind of took it. But I, that was like my same thing. Like, we don't need those issues. We don't need you guys to bring up the negative this is what we need. Just bring up all the positive and go over the top. If you want to bring up things that nobody else knows before, talk about all the guys that have 4.0 GPAs, but you're talking about the negative stuff, but all these guys, it is you like, Oh yeah, we're bringing up the story. Yeah. But ultimately you guys are looking bad for what you're putting right in front of us at this time. I, I had to get that off my chest. I feel I see y'all both mad about that. <laughs> it, it was bad, bro. It was bad. No, no, I, no, no, no. Honestly, it, was like, it, it was on every other second. It wasn't like it was like uh, you know, every every forty five picks. It was like pick one, pick two. Oh, he has a struggle. Pick one, pick two. Oh, there's another struggle. Oh, right here, right. Oh, there's another struggle. It was just struggle city. We was all struggling. I'm just like, yeah. I wish they had to focus more on the football side and talked about their their skills. Um, what they do on the football field versus, you know, bringing a lot of some of the stories to for, like, in front of millions. Absolutely. Of absolutely. Venora, talk to us. What was the most surprising pick for you? Everything the Packers did disgusted me. Um, disrespecting Aaron Rodgers, it's just nasty. They did not get a receiver. That's what they needed was a receiver. Like, everybody forgot that Aaron Rodgers brought the Packers to the NFC Championship. We all forget that. 
but I guess that they, they did. And I have nothing against Jordan Love at all. Like I was, I want him to get drafted, but he ain't got no business being in, in a Packers uniform. I'm disgusted with that. That threw me off. And for them to not still not get Aaron any weapons, and they will expect Aaron to win a Super Bowl with no weapons. I, I mean, come on, man. Like the Packers really let, let me down. I was disgusted with that. And again, back to how these players are being treated. Like, like you guys said, this is their day. Why are you bring up how they like you had all week the path to the draft and all their programs talk about right. the being at the bottom, being so and so homeless, and yada yada yada. You don't gotta do that in their day. That's like kind of like on your wedding day, someone say, "Oh yeah, he's a crackhead." Like, why would you say that? She's right though. She's exactly right. Messy Like I was like. Okay, like yeah, okay. So his mom had problems. So okay, but they're here today. So why are y'all doing all that? Before so, you take this bride, I like you to know this brother oh, struggled he, with the exactly. <laughs> he used to be doing this. I'm like, what? She was uh, very promiscuous. <laughs> that, that was trifling. But like, she is uh, my dog like, was God. out here <laughs> now. Like you got her attention. She's you know coming down the aisle, former stripper. Like here she goes. <laughs> used to dance at hot legs her name was diamond cadillac exactly and that's who you're marrying now so like you gotta do all that you know that's not necessary oh part of the people to teach. do you take this former STDs. do you take this former oh, stripper to be your lawfully widow <laughs> yes i do so i understand like claim yours but still it ain't necessary. That it's wasn't not, necessary. It's not Packers necessary. Nonsense wasn't necessary. And I just understand oh. why the uh, Cowboys drafted um, Old Boy first. Like, I was confused. Like, uh, why? Oh, CeeDee Lamb? Lamb? Yeah, I, uh, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Great player. But that wasn't their necessary quick need they need to fix. Oh, so that, I didn't uh, ma'am, 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 ma'am. I understand he's a good player. I never said he wasn't a good player. Now, ma'am. hear me correctly, I never said me. he wasn't good. Ma'am. ma'am. I just don't understand ma'am. why you went and got right receiving when you needed something else first. Ma'am. Right. 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 It wasn't, this, wasn't the question, Venora, how you feel? Yeah, it is. So it, is. Feel it, is. it is. It is. So, it is. It definitely so is. So that's what I'm just doing right now. I'm just saying that I understand those things. But overall, I enjoyed it. Can I go now? Huh? I Can thought I you went. Okay. I didn't get to go. No. All right. Um, surprise. Go ahead. We got we got to hop on to our next topic. Go ahead, brother. I was surprised by my own team. All right. The Super Bowl champion, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Can you boot? I didn't think they was going to take it. they going to take it right back. I was thinking like cornerback, linebacker. You did say that in the, in the my draft. People ask you, would they take a running back? You said, nope, we ain't taking a running back. I, I did. I said it very confidently, too. Yeah, you and, did. And they, they took a guy. That and then you got, stu- you got stupid excited as soon as you saw yeah. his name pop up on the screen. I was like, what? I was like, I think he has the potential to be even um, better than what Kareem Hunt was to that offense, man. Like, like what a, what a defense is going to do. I mean, like, you got Tyreek. You got Sammy. McCole Hardman who's going to get better with his route running, Demarcus mm-hmm. Robinson. Then they brought in an underrated Ricky Seals-Jones at the other tight end position. Then you got Clyde. Mm. Clyde drove, what he call himself. I mean, you I don't say know Ricky Seals-Jones' name like that. 
Which is no, no. Just because you say Ricky Seals Jones' name like that, don't mean he gonna do anything for your offense. Right. I'm telling you, you wait and see. I already know. I've seen his brother in action. But I was just I'm, surprised. I mean, like that's I'm gonna okay open on up that. a whole nother because he can break tackles. He's uh, you know, he he's kind of remind people of MJD Maurice Jones Jr. when he was in his prime, like a little bowling ball, or you know, what I'm saying somebody compared it to. They also compared him to Brian Westbrook, and Andy Reid said, I think he's gonna be better than that. So it's like. Yo, I don't Priest know. Holmes is who people brought up. Remember Priest Holmes? Yeah, somebody brought up Priest Holmes. I don't know about that, but hey, those screens might be going for, for touchdowns now. Like, mm, one I, thing I, I do know. know about uh, the Chiefs in the draft was that shirt was deplorable. That you talking about Andy uh, Reid? Yes, uh, you he always wear those. I'm used to it. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Just because you're used to it don't mean it's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they're horrible. I wouldn't wear it. Look, you, you might be used, people might be used to having roses in their house too, but that don't mean it's right. It don't. All right, guys. Thank y'all so much, man. I, Voice, did you want to say something? Um, Just as far as a, a, something that was surprising was the Seahawks. It, there are so many different people that were out there, and you take Jordan Brooks. Not uh, not Yada, not AJ Penza, not Marlon Davidson, Jordan Brooks. Mm. I don't, I don't get it. I got you on that one. All right, y'all. We're gonna hop into the last dance. Y'all ready for this? And we only have like, I want to give us seven minutes to talk about it. Y'all ready? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. <laughs> got seven minutes to break it down. I know it's not enough because we got episode three and four, right? Um, but if we're talking about the the stuff that went down, man, there's a lot that happened, right? Um, and and I wanna I'm gonna go to actually I'm gonna go to Will to start off, right? Um, since you seem to have a lot to say about it, um, what'd you feel about the Robin episode? Let's start there. The Robin, <clears throat> I mean, we all knew. Um, well, I didn't know about you know his. Uh, it was interesting to see his him growing up, like when they so when they talk about when he was younger. I didn't know he was like. Um, He's kind of a quiet guy, almost kind of. And they said he was kind of innocent, like he didn't, you know, kind of know about stuff. And then, um, and then it was just interesting to see his his upbringing and then how he got kicked out and he was a homeless and he would go play ball and then watch the drug dealers on the street doing their thing. He but he never got into that, which was awesome because he could have been he could have went in a real bad direction. It's not <clears throat> that's not something that's easy at all to be kicked out of your home and living on your own. And so, um. For him to overcome that with you <laughs> and, and, and do what he did and pick up a basketball and then just what the thing that stuck out to me though was when he was talking about rebounding. It's like he became a scientist of rebounds. He knew if the ball hit the rim a certain way, where that ball was going. And that's what made him like the best rebounder I've ever seen in the game. Like, dude was like, you knew if that ball was coming off the rim, Dennis Rodman was getting that rebound. And so he may not have been a great scorer, but he could rebound and he could play defense. And so, and that's, um, that was one addition to the Bulls that just um, took them up a level. It's like, yo, if, if somebody missed a shot, we know we got Rodman down there, down low, he going to get that rebound. We going to get another try. Or so, um, but another thing, uh, I forgot about the whole Carmen Electra thing. I was like, oh, he did mess with Carmen Electra. And then Madonna, I was like, yeah, yeah, he was, you know. So he was a different kind of dude, man. But it was uh, good to see how, you know, Phil Jackson kind of related to him by talking about, I guess, um, um, Native American 
um, artifacts and stuff like that. And they had a connection and then uh, he respected Michael a lot and they had their way of communicating. And Michael, Michael, he, he knew, he knew Dennis Rodman and he knew like when he gave him that break, like 48 hours and they talking about when Dennis, who comes and says, you know, I need a uh, vacation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe you could do that at your job where they give you vacation time and stuff like that. I mean, you pretty much take it where you want, but when you in the in sports, like imagine for guys in the NFL, quarterbacks like, you know what? Or wide receiver, you know, I need a vacation, man. I'm going to, you know, go, uh, I'm going to miss game day. Odell Beckham. <laughs> you know what Odell Beckham Jr., he did that. Who did? Odell. Odell and the wide receivers for uh, uh, New York. They did that. No, 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 they didn't do that. They went on vacation. The game. No, that, that's what I'm saying. That's different. Yeah, that's, before right? the game. That, that's not missing games. No, he literally, oh boy, went on a 48 hour vacation. Yeah, he, yeah. he was gone for like four days. <laughs> he, was, he was missing practice. They were already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was missing practices, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, uh, okay, look. Here's the cool part about um, Dennis Rodman, right? Drafted in 1986. Um, Round two, 27th overall from Southeastern Oklahoma State, right? Um, that That's – and then from there – and you heard how he was mentioned. He was mentioned kind of like the seventh-round draft picks in the ESPN draft, right? Like how they just kind of say their names, oh, let's catch up with these guys, and then let's get back to the, you know, first-round picks, right? That's kind of how Dennis Rodman was mentioned, and I like the way they kind of showed that. Jay, when you saw um, – you know what's so funny? I, I still want to argue with Venora about C.D. Lamb. But we're gonna get to that later. We're gonna have a. I, I might. We might even do a whole another interview because we, we got to argue about it. Um, but Jay, so you get to that situation, right? And you see, you see how Dennis Rodman was picked up, right? Um, and then bought onto that team, and you saw the way he kind of made his, a name for himself. What were your impressions from his episode? I enjoyed it. Uh, my first thing I was gonna talk about was the scientific way that he dissected rebounding. But it was interesting to see Dennis Rodman with the Pistons prior to kind of the changing of the hair and all that stuff where he was vital and he was a vital aspect of the bad boys um, and how they were so physical with Michael Jordan. And he was, um, as David, as David, Aldr- David Aldridge, I got his name mixed up, said he was the best on-ball defender that he had ever seen in his life. And we think about how even Michael Jordan, one defensive player of the year, um, one of the best perimeter on-ball defenders at that time, Scottie Pippen, the way that in, 91, in the 91 finals, how he defended Magic Johnson. But David, Ald- David Aldridge said, Dennis Rodman is that guy. And we got to see the transformation from, of Dennis Rodman from Detroit to San Antonio. We all knew there were issues in San Antonio. It's kind of where things started to go south. But in, in Chicago, he had already flipped this switch. He was already a little off in the head, um, changing the hair, the, the nail paint, all, and all that, uh, fingernail polish, all that kind of stuff. And then that connection where he realized they need him. And I think at that time in his life, he needed to find a place where someone on the court needed him. And the Bulls was that team. And Michael Jordan gave him that confidence. Like, I understand you're a little bit different, a little bit off. I understand, like, you're, the way you think and the way you view basketball, the way you view life is different than all of us. But you're hey, all about Jay, winning. Jay, yeah. Jay, I got to ask a question real quick before you mm-hmm. go on. Uh, and I, want, I just want your take on this. Uh, the two sides of Robman that Carmen Electra had showed and the side that uh I want to say that um that uh Isaiah Thomas had said to this morning I don't know if you caught that I did not there's two morning. sides of Robin I just want to cuz uh you know one side that they said about Robin was the whole entire he likes to party that's how you know why so the you know unfolds and then you got the other side where 
this kid never he, he never drank. You know, he was around drug dealers and didn't do drugs. I mean, but you know, you go polar opposite. I just, I just want to know. Your, I just want to take get your take on that. The, the like the whole opposite, like where he was around the parties and all of that and that stuff, and he didn't drink. I think that yeah, goes into whole- okay. So you you remember the um the scene last night where they were doing the running around the running around um the court and he was out in front and Michael Jordan yeah. said it took him four laps to catch up with him. Well, they yeah. didn't mention it last night, but Dennis Rodman was always in really good shape. And I think he understood that alcohol can hinder his endurance. It can hinder him um, and being in the tip-top shape. They even talked about, obviously, documentaries of uh, Dennis Rodman, how he, after games, he would play a full game, that he would go and get on a bike after a game and keep working out and keep getting his body in shape. And so that kind of goes into what, and what the, those two sides. Yeah, he wanted a party. He was around the drug dealers and all that kind of stuff, but he knew in his mind that if he partook or if he started going down that road in his life, letting those things get, get into his body, he was allowing things to enter his body that would control his body. And he was not all, he was ultimately not in control of those things. So the whole drinking, the drugs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We see players that get caught up in the, into that kind of stuff and how it, it alters their careers um, and how they, they can't come back into the game and they can't play. And Dennis Rodman, yeah, he was he was wild, but he understood what it means, the importance of a team and the importance of keeping your body in tip-top shape at all times. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, the drugs, the alcohol, that's one thing. But he knew, hey, I, I got to keep myself in certain shape to be at the best of best in the uh, on the court because he knew if he started to mess up. You saw what he did when he went to Michael Jordan's uh, room and he started talking, knocked on the door. Like he knew that Mike was going to get on his case or there may be a little tension on the court. So that's kind of – that's how I kind of – I've always liked Dennis. Because he gets a bad, he does have a bad reputation because people see the wild side. But that other side you talked about, um, it's how Dennis Rodman continues to be um, one of the best guys in so many people's eyes for his work ethic, work ethic, and things like that. Voice, um, we we haven't heard we haven't heard from you on this topic yet. Um, how'd you feel about the how'd you feel about Dennis Rodman as a player, watching him while while he was on the court? How'd you feel about him as a player? Dennis Rodman as a player. He was a trendsetter, um, and more so than just the wild things that he would wear uh, both on and off the court and trying to see what color his hair was going to be this day. Nobody really talked about rebounding until Dennis Rodman really started putting in that work as far as rebounds are concerned. That's when you start hearing commentators speak about, hey, a rebound, is pretty much just like someone scoring two points. So if you look at each rebound as somebody scoring two points, that's what Dennis Rodman is doing. He changed the game, as has been stated already before, the science that he, or I should say the, the way that he broke things down. Um, they haven't talked about it yet, but I, and I really hope that they do. His ability to tip the ball, you always saw him. Yes, pop- yes. Tip, 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 moving the ball to wherever it is that he wanted to be and then uh, taking it from there. But, yeah, he, he he changed and revolutionized the game. They talked about him giving up 100 pounds to Shaq when uh, they were on their way to the finals. They had to go through the magic at that time. And the mind games, oh, my goodness. That man was a genius they, they touched on it a little bit with Carl Malone. He took Carl Malone absolutely out of the game. 
uh, both times that they played. I mean, he, yeah, the, the dude was a beast. Vanar, how are you enjoying this series? I'm enjoying it. I like the documentaries. I'm learning a lot because I wasn't born through most of this. Like, I was two when Dennis Rodman was on the Bulls. So it was just like, I didn't get to really get to enjoy it. But I learned a lot about him. Like, he's a whole vibe. Like, a completely different vibe, but, like, a fun vibe. And I realized, like, I've seen, like, interviews of him, like, kind of, like, probably around the 2000s time that I can remember. And it was just, like, everyone may have said he just was a crazy individual. But now I'm learning, like, no. Like, this is a – I knew he was a good basketball player, but now I'm seeing how great he was. Like you guys are saying, like, he really did bring in the attention of rebounding, how important it is to um, to a team and how it changes things. I get to I learned a lot throughout this entire um, um, docu series, and um, I can't wait to learn more. And last thing we'll kind of end off with um, JT, if 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 there's something else that you want to learn, so what do you, what do you want to see in the next upcoming episodes? Is JT gone? Your mic on. No, his so, mic is muted. Uh, I plan on watching episode three and four tonight. But I'm curious to see, you know, um, like you said, y'all haven't really told everything to me, but I'm really, I'm curious to see how, how they transcended Dennis Rodman and how they really got him to the Bulls. Cause I don't know how, I know he, he was in uh, Detroit and how he was in San Antonio, but I didn't know, I don't know what called the, was it a trade to Chicago or was he a free agent signing? So I'm really curious to see it how that, it was a trade. Okay. So I'm gonna watch that tonight, but I was just looking at his stats, man. His career stats—he averaged 13 rebounds a game, like seven points, 13 rebounds a game, one assist. Like, and he—he he was an interesting player to me. Like, he was weird, but weird in a good way. Um, I heard—I I was hearing this to you guys and hearing on the radio this morning how he took a vacation to um, Vegas, and Jordan had to go to his room and say, "Come on, let's go play." Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. What you're going to love, what you're going to love to see is you're going to love what they talked about, talked about earlier, that, that transition from, you know, him being a kid and him being like an innocent player with Detroit, but not really innocent. You know what I mean? Like, like him being a part of the bad boys, you're going to love seeing that. And then you're going to love seeing that transition into, into him kind of getting with Madonna and Madonna yeah, actually, Madonna you know, him out. yeah, Madonna kind of shaping his mind and basically saying, Hey, look, you're a brand and you got to brand yourself. Right. And you got to find a way to, so people know who you are. The coolest part I think about him is he understood his limitations and understood his strengths and operated completely in his strengths. Yeah. And I think that that made him legendary to me. Right. Well, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. So do you think the next couple of episodes, do you think they're gonna highlight the whole team, or now how do you, so now you got Pippen out the way, you got Jordan out the way, you got Phil out the way, you got Robin out of the way? Who do you think is going to be next? You think uh, Cool Coach and Curry gonna have a segment together? How do you think they're gonna break it down? I think they're gonna have to break down the competition at some point, right? I mean, they did break down Detroit, right? Which which was you know something they had to go through, but there was a lot of other players that he had to really really go through. Right, Reggie Miller is somebody he had to go through. Yo, right. And yeah. I, wish, I wish Austin was on here. So, because I was talking about completely more than just hand checking. Like what they did right. for Jordan was more. Oh, yeah. It was way more than hand checking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Cause, Jordan cause, rules. So my thing is, like, if Jordan was in his prime playing in today's rules, he would easily average 10 to 15 more points a game. 
like oh, easy. 40 to 40 easy. easy. Because you know what I'm saying? The foul, they didn't they they was regular fouls back then. They could knock yeah, it out. Yeah, that bruh, bruh, what you know they what did saying? to him was criminal. <laughs> that was assault on <laughs> the highest level. Yo, like, that, that was, was stuff assault. like on the on the um playing street ball where cats were getting the fights. Yeah, right. Definitely look, and the and the cool part about it is when when all that ended, I look, okay, golly, we gotta go, man. But <laughs> um, but next time we talk, we gotta talk about him, his relationship with Isaiah Thomas. That sound mm. that's that feels like it's gonna be a timeout. I think because, that's coming. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's coming up soon. I think they're gonna do the dream team coming up soon. I think yeah, they talked about aspect. it. They talked about it in in episode four where they talked like you heard. They showed him what Isaiah said. I don't think they're gonna go into it no deeper. They showed oh. they showed him what Isaiah oh, said. Going in deep. Oh, I think that, I think they will. Yeah, they, you so. have to with the dream they just, team. The dream they just team, said yeah, ninety one. They got to go to ninety two in the dream team, and there was multiple people in that that didn't like Isaiah, not just Michael, but Michael was the best player. So you think you think they're gonna revisit his hatred for Isaiah Thomas? Just probably get yeah. different aspects of it. Oh yeah, I, I, they have to because if you're gonna keep going chronologically with with his championships and through his career, you get to ninety two. That dream team aspect that's huge, and that's and Isaiah wasn't there mainly because of Michael, but there's other players there on the team that, as I've been told, they didn't want Isaiah on the squad either. And so, Shaq should have been there instead of Christian Leitner. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. So, yes. Hundred so, percent. Jordan on the team. I mean, Jordan want Isaiah on the team. No, no, none of the oh, dream see, team. See, that, this, this is, look, you got to go see it. You got to go watch it. I'm so, go watch it and you'll find out why. And I, guys, I want y'all to keep in mind something too. You know, they already did a little series between Magic and, and, and Isaiah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Magic has something to say about him going on that dream team. So I'm just oh, saying. he did. No, look, he did. I'm, look, so. I'm going to say this though. If, if you look at it all the way, right, you, you check out, like Jordan is mad today. Like, right. Like you can go talk to Jordan right now and, and mm-hmm. say, Hey Jordan, how do you feel about Isaiah Thomas? And I guarantee you he'll use more curse words than he used on screen. <laughs> oh, like words. he does not, he does not like that individual. No. I mean, it's not a, it's not a joke. It's not like, it's not, not a thing. And that's why I said it sounds like a timeout because, um, and, and as you got, if you don't know, if you're watching right now, listen to us every, yeah. Where's the forgiveness? He has no forgiveness. And look, it's not hurting Isaiah. Look at Isaiah. He's smiling, kicking it in the interview. Hello, he, he don't do care. Smile. Yeah. Isaiah like, man, we ain't, we ain't shaking no hands, man. That's the way it went back in the yeah, day. Yeah, Isaiah was, hey, uh, if y'all watched this morning on, uh, I think, was it first take? No, skipping um Shannon, undisputed. Mm-hmm. I think Isaiah came on there. And, you know, Isaiah was like, yo, I'm from the south side, of, southwest side of something, Chicago. He's like, man, I got it. He's like, you got something to say to me? Say it to me, to my yeah. face. What doing behind my back? He was he like, said that? I got something to say about somebody. I don't do the on the record, off the record stuff. He's like, I'm going to tell you. And so I had to respect Isaiah for that. Like, I was like, They okay. set the boxing match up, man. Like, let's get this grudge over with. <laughs> like, you feel what I'm saying? Who wouldn't pay to see Jordan fight Isaiah? Put the gloves on. Yeah, Jordan will win that one. Put the man, Jordan, put the gloves on. Jordan not, not, not with all that rotundness in put front the of him these days. Put, put the gloves on. He looked too chill. Jordan, put the gloves on. Jordan did not want that smoke. Jordan looked like butterball now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, thank y'all so much for joining us, man. It's been a it's been an awesome episode. I'm thankful for everybody who's here. Last week we got a chance to talk about the winner of our contest. We're gonna actually do another contest coming up here soon. So please listen every week. Um, and get a chance to be a part of these contests. We've been paying out 
Um, actually, the Venora's contest went off last week. Um, Venora had a cool, cool, awesome birthday contest that she um, highlighted here. Actually, did during the week. We had another winner um, pop up. The video's out already. Um, I mean, look, we're we're giving away stuff. You got to listen to to participate. You got to be a part of the whole crew in order to understand what's happening, man. And look, and when we put up something, it's happening ASAP. You feel me? So let's let's talk about that. There's so much happening with uh, MTNV, and I'm glad that you are here supporting us today. Let's go ahead and give our sign-outs, guys. Um, let's start off with The Voice, because he didn't get to talk much today. Voice, go ahead and give you give your sign-out, brother. There's a reason that I have this Bellator shirt on. And that's because for the first time in quite some time, they were on TV and they weren't on Paramount as they have been over the past couple years. They were on CBS Sports Network. Viacom CBS owns them and the sports department has Bellator currently. Probably going to see a lot more of them on there. I'm hoping to see them on CBS, big CBS. But more than likely, they're headed back home to Showtime where, and I say back home, it, it's Scott Coker going back home to Showtime where he really built up Strike Force, And his version of Bellator has really been Strike Force 2.0. Love it, love it. Let me hear from Westside. Westside, go ahead and give you your sign up. This is your boy, Westside, the best side. And I wanted to say, ESPN, you're still garbage. I don't like you, man. I, I can't believe that y'all would do something like that. Look, at these troubling times, guys, I understand that we need to be aware of what's going on, and we need to encourage people to please stay safe. But when you're a sporting event and something that people have looked forward to, I don't need you to put that on on the reminding part all the time. I need y'all to go ahead and do a sporting event because it's up to y'all to get us through this. So if you want to be that part and be that portion to get us through this, do your part. Talk about sports. Sports lives matter. Your boy out. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's hear from you, sir. Go ahead and give your sign out. What's up? It's Will Smith with Red and Bold. My sign out is um, my wife showed me um, uh, a video, I think it was on Instagram or something on social media today. Um, just because the governor of your state may open it up and uh, allow people to get back to doing what they want to do in, in some type of way. Uh, doesn't mean you should go out in large groups and start barbecuing and showing your cars off and going back to life as usual. Let's be responsible. There's going to be a second wave. They even said it, that there's going to be a second wave. There are people who are asymptomatic where you don't show any symptoms and who have just dropped dead, which I've heard about like, um, a day after or just like out of nowhere and didn't know they were sick or had the COVID-19. So we got to take this seriously. Let's, it's not worth it. Um, stay home if you can. Just go out for uh, groceries, gas, whatever. But it's not time to go out and start partying and then not even social distancing. And, I, and, and it was a video of people that didn't even have masks on. Not that, that you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's not gone. It's still here. So let's be responsible and, and and care about each other enough to say like, no, I'll get with you. Let's, let's FaceTime or duo or zoom or whatever. And let's talk that way until we know for sure that this is gone. And, you know, it, it's sad that it, it was, it was mostly like, it was a large group of African-Americans and I'm like, man, come on, we got to be smarter than this. You know what I'm saying? Amen. All right, Venora, let's hear from you. 
Well, first, guys, I just want to thank you guys all for participating in my challenge and supporting it. That was very sweet. Thank you. And I want to let you guys know, to piggyback off of what Will Smith said, um, you guys definitely need to continue the social distance. As I do have some good reports. Our numbers of um, confirmed cases are lower. They're starting to come down, which is good. Um, unfortunately, our death rate is still the top in the world. So that means you still have to continue to social distance and make things easier for our healthcare heroes that are fighting the front lines every single day. So you stay inside, you get to keep them alive. So help them out. And as always, definitely tune into all of our podcasts on our MTMV website and on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and et cetera, all podcast networks. And thanks. Awesome, awesome. JT, that's it from you, sir. All right. So my sign out, sign out is shout out to Lionier Rhine University. I guess I said that right. They gave the New England Patriots the first round, the second round draft pick of 2020. Lionier Ryan University is a four-year private school in the city of Hickory, North Carolina. The notable alumna is, I don't know none of these people. Um, they are part of a, um, hold on, hold on, give you the stats here. The cost of tuition, $18,000. Um, they are part of a North Carolina Evangelistic Lithuanian Church of America. Um, they was founded in 1891. Shouts out to y'all. Y'all really um, <laughs> made my draft weekend one to remember. Look in the air. Thank you and have a great day. <laughs> Campus Connect crew signing out. You so distraught. Oh my god. I did right. like this really, like, like who who's been to Hickory, North Carolina? I, I have not, sir. I have not. Hey, they say they of. said Bill they said Bill Belichick uh threw the towel in on this one and um let the dog do the drafting. He he had to. <laughs> <laughs> he had to. <laughs> Pick whatever name you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, I mean, one more step, one more step. Go ahead. Who has fifteen hundred students? Well, y'all find the the good one. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> one in a fifteen hundred. <laughs> Jay, talk to me, brother. This is Jay Stevens of the Jay Stevens Podcast. Real quickly, this wasn't planned tonight, but it worked out very well. Ohio State hat, Ohio State behind me, the jersey, Ezekiel Elliott behind me. I just want to give a shout-out to Ohio State Buckeyes, the football program, continuing to churn out top talent year after year after year. Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, uh, Jonah Jackson, K.J. Hill, Malik Harrison, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Jordan Fuller. The list goes on. There's other guys I didn't, I didn't name that got drafted. There were some um, undrafted free agents, Rashad Berry, uh, Brandon Bowen as well. Once again, Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, continue to churn out top talent year after year after year. And it's not just Urban Meyer, as a lot of people thought it was. They're great position coaches. Ryan Day's doing a phenomenal job. So I'm gonna give, I just want to give a shout-out to those guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I love that, man. Um, and, and while you're at it, a record number of um, of people drafted. I thought they did a phenomenal job of getting all their kids drafted. So I'll just say that. Um, outside of that, man, I want to actually talk to you guys about um, about a few different things. 
Jameis Winston. I'm happy about Jameis Winston. And here's why I'm happy about Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston just signed with the Saints. But I think more so than anything, Jameis Winston just showed the most maturity that I've ever seen from Jameis Winston in the whole Jameis Winston era, right? And we go from crab legs, I mean, which we'll always talk about. We'll talk about eating W's. We'll always talk about that, right? No matter what. I mean, I know. But we'll always talk about it. <laughs> go Nose. He's a Florida State Seminole. Go Nose. Hey, honestly, look. Look, he'll, we'll always talk about those things. But what we should talk about when we talk about Jameis Winston is his desire to be great. So when I look at him, he's always had this desire to be a great quarterback. And now what he's done for himself, right, is he's trying to put himself in a situation where, okay, cool, I can't, I, I can't go somewhere and be a starting quarterback, but what if I take a year and I just kind of revamp and revitalize my, my whole situation? He's lost a ton of weight in the offseason. If you watch what he's doing, he is dropping pounds. He's, he dropped pounds, and he's training consistently, right? Regardless of if you like his training or you don't like his training methods, right, he has been training consistently um and on top of that now he's saying you know what i'm going i saw what what happened for teddy bridgewater i'm gonna go ahead and take that plan <laughs> stop boys i'm gonna go ahead and take that i'm gonna go ahead and take that um that plan and i'm going to um find a way to humble myself right put myself in a position to be better he got lasik surgery because he wants to be better right he's been training like crazy because he wants to be better he lost weight because he wants to be better now he's going to sit behind drew Brees and sean payton and be there you know number two number three quarterback because he wants to be better and one day Jameis winston will see he will see the top he will see the top just like he did when he was in college and and that's part of my sign off the other part is Hey, look, we have a brand new, we have two, we have a brand new podcast coming on. We have actually a few brand new podcasts. The Jay Stevens Show is on our, our podcast network now. Um, so shout out to Jay Stevens. Welcome to the squad, bro. Appreciate it. Love having you on. Um, we also have another um, podcast that's coming. Well, actually, the first episode already dropped. Tyson, actually, this, this kid, Tyson, he actually won um, Venora's Challenge, right, by picking the most, he had the most correct um, first round draft picks of the top mm-hmm. 10, right? Um, yep. He goes for winning that contest, um, and then a few days later, his first podcast drops. He's an 11-year-old kid. He's talking sports like a champ. He's, it's called Talking Sports with Tyson, man. Get a chance to, to hear that, listen to that kid. You're going to be surprised by some of the stuff that dude got to say. Like, okay, we bring up, um, we bring up uh, A.J. Terrell, cornerback who got drafted by, um, cornerback who got drafted by the uh, Falcons, right? We saw him. Now, they showed his highlights, and I was like, "Hey, kid. I was like, hey, um, Tyson, did you see the highlights?" He was like, "They didn't show any of the LSU game." And I was like, "What you mean?" He was like, "He got cooked. He got cooked in the LSU game." And then, <laughs> he said, "They cooked him like jambalaya in the LSU right. game." <laughs> oh no! And I, I was like, I, "Look, I'm always surprised by what people say, like what by especially what kids say. That dude be blowing like yo, it blew me. That I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So." You look at him, and then we had another um, another segment called Future Stars. Um, Dan and Pierce came on. He's a, another future star. He's a, he's a kid who's out there playing football, basketball, baseball, everything he can get his hands on. He is killing it, and I think he's going to be a future star. So if you know a kid that's out there who's killing it on a football field, basketball court, right, soccer field, and you want, you know, you want to kind of give them this exposure, this experience, hit us up. We'll, we'll listen to them. We'll, we'll, we'll interview them, right? And we will give them a platform to tell their story and t- talk about how much they love their sport, right? That's what we're here for. That's the spirit of the season two of Baby Rattlers, right? That's the spirit of that, right? And it's the spirit of what we do here. So my team, my voice, hey, 
my 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 future, my kids, my my voice too. I want to hear all of the stories that come from all the phenomenal athletes that are out there, regardless to your age. All right, guys. So, hey, also, yo, guys, I'm dropping something. Y'all gonna like it. It's uh, I found some of the top athletes training and just playing seven on seven on Sunday. Oh yeah, I so know I, they we're all out here. You talk about the number but, one athlete. You talking about number one receiver? Yeah. Were you there yeah, for that? Yeah, I was out here. I was just like, yo, what's going on, man? Like, they I out still, here training like it's in the – oh, bro. Like, they out here training for real, for real. Bet, bet. I hope they social distancing like Will said, though. Yeah, All right. No, no. It, this, this, one was, this was a big thing. We went to – I went to the 707. The dude – I mean, they are out here, man. I found a kid – I found a kid that's going to IMG. He's going to IMG. Wait, So, question. you know, he's a top – huh? Wait, question. Um, when did this happen? Sunday. Where? <laughs> or you social distancing? Right. <laughs> I was away from everybody. I can tell you that. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in the group. I was away. That's, you sound like you was giving that man. You were because I know you. I know you were getting excited. I know you were like, yeah. <laughs> you cooked him. Yeah, that's my dude. And you probably walked up people holding them. Hey, all kind of stuff you've been. Well, I did not do that. I was. I sat in the cage. I sat in the cage. And did you have your mask on? Camera. Come on. Never had my mask on. Yeah, your gloves on. Come on. What you mean? <laughs> I bet you twenty dollars you ain't had none of that on. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Hey, this is um MTNV Sports. We're happy to have you guys and we'll see y'all next week. God bless. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast cause we still alive. No big, I feel like pop. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot.